All right, TJ. Here we are. <laughs> Hit us with it, TJ. Are you a Netflix lover, Hulu haver, media streamer? Uh, I'm going to say that was a win. That was was pretty good. That was was pretty good. good. If so, you're in the right place. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, everybody. You are not in the wrong place. This is episode 22 of No Small Parts. I am Skylar Irvine, guest hosting, filling in for Jesse Lobel. Joining me today is TJ Kringer and Brandon (laughs) Burchard. (laughs) Both That's content producers enough. at yeah. Rensselaer Media, but we're going to go with TJ and Brandon for the time being. Guys, go. thanks for joining me. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you. So we are running back episode two, essentially, of Rensselaer Rewind. Last week, we touched on, what movie did we do? We did Drive. We did Drive. Drive. Yes. And this week, we are re-watching, rewinding, reviewing Ex Machina. It is a movie from 2014. It is starring... I Dom, Oscar. I can't pronounce the first guy's name. Dom Nall Gleason, Alicia Vikander, Oscar Isaac, and it is a phenomenal movie on artificial intelligence. And it was the first movie that Alex Garland directed, yep. which is one of the first uh, pieces of trivia I was going to point out there, just because I thought, what a great first movie to have yeah. out there. Seriously, yeah. Written and directed. Written so and directed, you know. yes. Yeah. Um, so for people that haven't watched this movie, I don't know why you haven't watched it, especially if you're listening to this, but a little bit of a synopsis stolen straight from IMDb. Caleb, a 26-year-old program at the world's largest internet company. They call it Blue Book, I think. It's Blue basically Book. Google. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, went to competition to spend a week at a private mountain retreat belonging to Nathan, the reclusive CEO of the company. But when Caleb arrives at the remote location, he finds that he will have to participate in a strange and fascinating experience experiment in which he must interact with the world's first true artificial intelligence housed in the body of a beautiful robot girl. Perfect. Yeah. The synopsis sounds kind of fun, kind of silly, but the movie is so much darker than that. Oh yeah, it really is. Uh, The first thing I wanted to get into just comparing it to last week's drive was the, the plot and the concept of drive was very, very simple. And we talked about how great it was to basically take this small story and turn it into such a beautiful picture. Mm-hmm. And this contrasts with that in such a way where it is such a complex story yeah. with so much minutia. And it's almost the exact opposite of that feeling in a way where the movie still feels kind of similar in its tone and in its size especially given the fact that it's on this remote location Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like a very long film right and it tells this very intricate story pretty concisely yeah absolutely so when we're talking about having this be episode two i had brought it up and it was almost kind of a uh instant agreement slam dunk what about this movie made you want to go back and give it a rewind Brandon. You're looking at me? Yeah. Well, I'm saying. looking at you, but the podcast might not notice <laughs> okay. it. Um, I don't know. It was one of those when you instantly said so, I was like, yes, Ex Machina, because I've been meaning to rewatch it. Has that it factor. Yeah. yeah. It just It's one of those that just kind of like, it sticks with you. Um, ever it, So I, I watched this before I started watching like any kind of Black Mirror. I don't know if you guys have watched that. And I'm glad you brought up Black Mirror because yeah. this, it's I watched them in a very, different order. This feels like a Black Mirror yeah, episode. Yeah, it's just a very just long really well Black done. Mirror yes. episode. Yeah. So I watched this first actually. So this is what got me hooked onto Black Mirror. I actually started watching it afterwards. Um, but besides that point, it's just, I don't know. It's one of those that just kind of takes you over once you're in it. Mm-hmm. You... You're into this world that you believe you 
everything that's happening, you you believe it's not that far fetched. Yeah, they, where they it's kind like, of like exactly. the way they describe it is twenty yeah. years into the future or twenty minutes. Ten into minutes. The future. Yeah, ten minutes. Into and that's the what future. it feels like. Like because like, if Google or if, Apple came and said that we did the, we made Ava, yeah. nobody would really you'd be, be like, surprised. holy crap, they did that. Right. But you wouldn't but be you, shocked. At the yeah. same so time, you're like, like, oh, okay, like, yeah, that's we have artificial intelligence. We're like, okay, yeah, it's not super far fetched. Where it's like way like you have to completely disconnect yourself from this world. And it's one of those that holds up. Like you yeah, can watch. If we watch this twenty years in the future, it'll still be like it'll still be like, oh my god, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it. I don't see it ever being looked at as as old or like, oh, that's. that's TJ, what this was the first time you'd seen it. Or you this seen is it before? the first. Time. Okay, so where you're coming in, seeing it the first time, was your yeah. So I didn't expect it at all to go where it did. Yeah. Um, so for anyone that's listening for the first time, there are going to be spoilers. So oh yeah, just, right. just it is a rewind. Yeah, we're, it's so, a rewind from a yeah. four-year-old movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, and as soon as you start it, it totally sucks you into the whole thing, mm-hmm. and it you you're like you're experiencing this guy's world. Like, because he gets to this, you know, mysterious house. He doesn't know what is happening. And and just to interrupt, because it's what I like to do. Yeah. But I like that you mentioned that because the movie just gets right into it. Oh, yeah. And And I I love love that. It's so good. Where he's sitting in his desk. He sees he wins this award. Everyone in his office comes to congratulate him. And then it cuts to him on a helicopter flying over And you find out what's happening as he finds out. As he does. So So it's like you're... You're both along for the ride. You're living For most of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then there's always that, like, that artistic twist at the end oh yeah right. but for 75 percent of the movie you're experiencing you're it with him. what he's finding out mm-hmm. yep so yeah. they're flying in and it feels vast i mean mm-hmm. they they even do it's been done before in movies but in the helicopter he says when are we going to get to the estate we've and he's been like we've been it. flying over for two hours so yeah. it sets this tone of Holy crap. Okay, you're very isolated. Yeah. You're you're and they they double down on that. The second he gets there, his phone doesn't work. And it builds and he's up. a two hour helicopter away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it builds up the guy's status, whatever mm-hmm. his name is. That's true. Nathan. Yeah. So the CEO of Blue yeah. Book, essentially. And you like mm-hmm. you don't know how like big this guy is, you know, and then he's like, Oh, he owns all of this. And it's like, holy crap. Like, okay, we're in for something. Yeah. And when you get there, it does not disappoint. It's like exactly kind of what you expect. And then for how, for as open as it is, it's very claustrophobic feeling. Oh, extreme! Well, because it's open all the way there until right. you and get then you get to there and you're the in the middle of this windowless mm-hmm. key card walls. access only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it starts out kind of like, oh, you're in this vast open space, and then you're in the middle of nowhere with no cell service. Right. And then now you're in this world where. When the power goes out and it regularly does, <laughs> yeah. all the doors lock, and it's and like, you're cool. Fucked. Now go yeah. stay underground with this guy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And Oscar Isaac is in this. Uh, it's before. I, I think it's still before he gets super big. And he's just such an underappreciated actor yeah. at this point. Mm-hmm. And he well, plays a pretty good eccentric billionaire slash coder slash alcoholic to where mm-hmm. he has genius level conversations. Yeah. But you still don't. He doesn't feel trustworthy. Right. And something off about there's him. something exactly. off about him. And, and whether or not that's intended, because after you look at the movie as a whole, it could be intended as a way to get him to feel more connected or Caleb, the character mm-hmm. more connected to the robot right. versus this guy who when in reality, really tell if he's the other way, it should be the yeah. other way around. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we find out that he is brought to this facility. It's a research facility to test whether or not he thinks Ava, who is this robot artificial mm. intelligence is sentient, so to speak, yeah. and is, has enough human abilities to be considered human. And, mm-hmm. The Turing test is what's brought up in a way to where 
could you interact with a chatbot online and feel that the without other person is enough a of a human yeah. without right. knowing their chatbot? Right. This is introduced in a way where he's saying, look at this person, but I'm going to show you that it's a robot. Yeah. And can you still overcome that and feel yeah. like they're Even though I'm telling you up front, it's exactly. a robot. Yeah. Can you over like, which is crazy. And mm-hmm. it's, but. It's and a, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was yeah. He fell in love with a robot. Yeah, he so he fell in love with a robot. And I'm just so watching it first time through, TJ. Yeah. What are your impressions as it's happening? Are you are you analyzing oh. it? Or are you just yeah, kind of absolutely. Sitting there enjoying I was it? both. Yeah. Sitting there enjoying it, but I also was like trying to piece it together in my mind. Because again, you know, there's something off about Nathan and like right. and everything. And there's something <laughs> you off. You don't really know who to trust. Exactly. And I'm yeah. trying to like put it all together in my head. But at the same time, I'm just blown away by the visuals and just everything. The cinematography and the lighting was amazing. And it just it totally sucks you into this world. That's yeah. why this is definitely worth the rewind. Is because the yeah. first time I remember seeing it, it's just so visually well shot. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yep. The architecture. And oh, yeah. It's just, the, the location. It's really, the entire art direction on this movie was yeah. what knocked it out of the park for me. And then going and watching it a second time, I was able to kind of really see things I didn't yeah. see the first time. Yeah. Um. In college, my girlfriend was a psychology major, and I would always sign up for these uh, experiments because you'd get like 10, 15, 25 bucks for like a half hour experiment. And in every single one of them, they'd, they'd, you'd walk in and they'd say, okay, fill out this questionnaire mm-hmm. because we want to test you for this. But they were always testing you for something else. Yeah. Right. So there's always right, that right, decoy. Right. And watching this, it was the same type of thing. It's like, he's bringing Caleb here because, oh, you won this contest. I want you to test her and yeah. here are the parameters. But in reality, the it's big picture is him. Nathan is testing her yeah. based on him knowing that much level. Yeah. Right. So he's saying, what makes someone human? Is it is it answering questions or is it using all of these human traits to get what you want? Yeah. And essentially it was, okay, Caleb, you're testing her for this. But the real test was, could she convince him to help her escape? Mm-hmm. Yep. So the whole time he's overseeing this in a way where... Everyone is basically using everyone else and testing everyone else in an underground facility where the power turns off all the time and the doors lock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then she kills everybody and gets out. Yeah, and I want to touch on that. The at the end when Nathan dies through the knife, it was sort of that drive effect. Yeah, where it wasn't it was, overplayed and dramatic. It was, it was it, very you real. Felt it. It yeah. like the knife just slowly glided into him and it's like facial. Re- so like, let yeah, me ask you something. Like, based oh, on every yeah. based on every robot movie you've seen, other than the Terminator, what is the number one rule of all robots? As far as what is their they rule? can't do harm to humans, right? Like right. they cannot kill humans. Usually, and I want to yeah. ask you something. This is something I kept an eye out on my rewatch was. When he's creating Ava, he's going after creating a sentient being, essentially. Mm-hmm. So to do so, they would have to not follow any of those parameters. Yeah. But the Kyoko character, who seems... You don't like, know she's a robot. Yeah, like she's right. basically like almost his slave. Mm-hmm. And it seems like she is more of this robotic mindset. I was careful to watch it because... I remember she does the first stab, right. but I don't think she actually she stabs doesn't. him. He backs she into holds it. it. He backs into it. Hmm. So my thinking was, yeah. is like, oh, I you, that you too. can't do harm to humans, but she didn't save him. But she sh- let him die. But then Ava turns Ava around and just finishes the job. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. think she was, she's kind of free of the robot rules based on cinema. But then it's yeah. another question. It's like, why did she have the knife in the first place? They, refer- they, they kind of... Um, 
they allude to it early on when she's cutting the fish for him. Oh, so he, okay. she's preparing his meals and yeah, yeah, yeah. she could have maybe come out during that time. Yeah. So they did kind of drop that okay. in there. Okay. But there are some things that don't totally fit, but that was right. one that I kind of watched the second time around as right. well. Okay. Yeah, I'm not huge on like robot movies, so I didn't really um, put that together as they can't hurt humans. Yeah. I never really... Like iRobot was really big on that, the Will mm -hmm. Smith movie, because yeah. there's I think there's really, a couple of like things in computer science that are like the constitution, so to speak. Right. And one if of them was like something. the three rules of yeah, of, mm -hmm. of creating new life. What are the what can you program and then how can they be hmm. used against you, so That's to speak? Yeah. Okay. But it's all built on this fear where historically, like this plays off a lot of the tropes from like the Frankenstein monster. Mm -hmm. And a lot of like Greek mythology was thrown a in lot of Greek mythology. Well, it's basically the same stories right. retold in upgraded right, versions. Right. Yeah. What's interesting about the newest adaptation is with Frankenstein, it was creating a essentially like an unkillable monster who was mm -hmm. super strong. How do you kill it? Our fears are based on strength. So mm -hmm. for the longest time, it was the bigger, stronger things just won. They dominated society. Yeah. They could right. kill you. As we've adapted into more of a, the smartest people can accomplish anything the fear and the anxiety is creating something that will outsmart us. And that's exactly. where a lot of this new, uh, the matrix level stuff is the robots like enslaving us, not killing us, but right. taking so, us over. So the, yeah. So cr the, the fear of creating mm -hmm. Ava, uh, Adam and Eve, Ava, I mean, that's pretty yeah. obvious stuff there mm -hmm. is the fears letting it out into the world to where, Oh no, they're going to be smarter than us and they can enslave us, us matrix style. And yeah. Kill us and yeah. Run the world. Essentially. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. He even said that in the in the movie. He said, 40 years from now, they'll look at us like fossils mm -hmm. and think we're this, you know, not sophisticated form of life. Yeah, yeah like, like us looking at yeah, right, like cavemen, cavemen or Neanderthals or, or dinosaurs whatever. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, that's how they'll look at us. So it's interesting that they kind of threw that in. Do you actually see the world going there? Like, I don't I mean, at all. I think it's just, I mean, we've always been afraid of the, of of someone taking yeah. over for the history of the world, essentially. Yeah. It's just mm -hmm. part of our human nature. It's just, I don't know. I think it just helps people yeah, I don't get think it, the I day. don't see it getting to that point. I really don't. Which I, I don't really either. And that's why I like how you said that even if we watch this, you know, 40 years from now, it's going to hold up. Because I don't think we're ever going to really reach that point. No. Something similar, I'm sure. And we'll probably there'll even, be stuff out there, but I don't think yeah. it'll get to the point where well, it was like in the eighties when they had all these like movies about like oh, in two thousand three, oh, yeah. flying cars, like Back to the Future, like twenty with the years away, yeah, yeah, yeah. two thousand one, so. a space odyssey. Like, yeah, so like that's ten so years young, from now, long yeah, ago. <laughs> we'll be looking at robots and be like, yeah. oh, there's no way they'll be ever be that realistic yeah. or something. Who knows? Right. right. Um, okay, so this movie is kind of told in a chapter form <laughs> where. They're doing kind of like Ava session one. Yeah. So Caleb is supposed to go down there and just have conversations with Ava, who is Elisa Vikander, the robot, and come up with a way to determine whether or not she is human enough to pass this Turing test. Right. And it's told in session one and then broken down where it's kind of a black screen. It shows session two. Yeah. yeah. And then in the very end, it does Ava session seven. But Caleb is already long gone at that point. Exactly. So essentially, it's kind of alluding to the fact to where She's was the she the one him. testing them the mm -hmm. entire time because right. her only means of escape was through him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I I totally think so. I think that was a great, you know, device to help convey that point of the story, especially because I don't know. I love those little things that happen early on and then totally 
like bring it back in the end yeah. and it's like oh my god that makes so kind much sense from a filmmaker's exactly. perspective if you see something pop up early in the on does that like trigger in your brain like oh like like if there's a gun showed up you know what's going off in the third act right like a if you see shadow. something like this from a filmmaker's perspective are you like do you have a gut feeling that this is coming back or is it just an enjoyable like oh neat way of doing it this. depends what it is yeah and like yes and no the whole sessions no I did mm-hmm. not see that Mm-mm. coming personally. That one, I, and I like that one because that was literally at the very, very end. And you subtle. might not even really notice yeah, if you don't think Super subtle. It. And it was very, I just thought it was sort of a, a way of storytelling that they're using mm-hmm. in the film. And I didn't think it was going to actually play into the story very much. But. It's one of those things where it's very obvious if you know or if you pick up on it. But it's not obvious at all. Like, yeah. I didn't, I probably didn't notice it the first time watching it around. I don't think I would have either. Yeah. Um, so it's one of those things. It's very cool. It's like a like, hey, this is what's happening. Yeah. And but I think that's if kinda, you pick up on it, you pick up on it. If you don't, that's what triggers the rewatchability factor to where yeah. this is a fun one to watch as an as a just general audience it. member, right? And then as someone who's just God, this is beautifully Rewatch shot. It. The yeah. story is told. Yeah. It's a very complicated, uh, multi tiered, complex mm-hmm. it, like level of of intellectual capacity that it's discussing, mm-hmm. but it's also just two sexy girl robots and a rich guy and a cool place. Like it, yeah. it does kind of hit both of those levels pretty evenly. Yeah. I agree completely. It is, yeah. it is a fun one to, d- to dive back into because there's, there's a lot there that you don't oh, pick up I'm, on. Especially as a first time watcher, I'm sure I've missed yeah. so much, so many things. So I already, I already plan on rewatching it Yeah, and it was, it was fantastic. So I'm excited. So this was another one. Um, I'm, I'm curious if, this does better with a bigger budget or worse with a bigger budget. Well, I'm going to go with the same take. I'm going to say no. I know. I, I don't know if we're <laughs> always going to feel that way. Yeah. Just in case of our like, I mean, own creative. Just, yeah. Just personal preference. I don't, I, I'm not a fan of big budget movies. I totally agree. I think they they lose what makes them good. Like they have to uh, please too they many people. They have to people. please too many people. Yeah. yeah. And I don't. So, re- I honestly don't know what they would have done with more money. I don't either because it like what it more plays really well need? in a small space. It does. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. Like the VFX yeah. were fantastic. And I'm glad they didn't. They didn't take it out into you know they could have gotten bigger and better locations. I'm glad they didn't move out of that one no. space. It was pretty beautiful it added, location. It was, it was yeah, absolutely yeah, beautiful. Location. But they could have like. I don't know. They could have taken it somewhere else if mm. they really wanted to, if they had a bigger budget. Right. They could have overexplained. Which... Exactly. Which they didn't need to, and I'm so no. glad they didn't. Yeah. And I think that's what I like about the smaller indie films is that because they can't overexplain, they don't. So it's one of those things where it's like it leaves you making it up in your head as you go yeah. rather than like saying, oh, this is what happened and then just throw it at you and you're like, oh, okay. So is so this movie better or worse if it has a happy ending? Because spoiler alert, worse. Uh, worse. Nathan's killed. So much Caleb worse. is trapped in the in the room forever. Ava walks by, never even glances at him. Gives yep. one yeah. long look back to yeah. Kyoko, who's dead. Gets on the elevator and leaves. He's trapped in this house forever. Takes his helicopter after helping her escape. Yeah. Right? So she uses and him to escape. Mm-hmm. Leaves him there to starve to death or die, run yeah, out of oxygen. He's die. And he's like, he's there forever. Yeah. Is that what makes this movie stick with you when yeah. you go oh, back? That's that's oh, it, yeah. man. Because and if like, this is a happy ending, does it change? Oh, for sure. Because when it first hits you, I was kind of like, 
you're very emotional. You're like, why? Why are you doing this? And it like it kind of upsets you. But that's what is great about it is because it sticks with you for like ever. And, and then it, you put yourself in his head. You're like thinking like, damn, he's stuck in that room. Like, what yeah, are you going to exactly. do? So is it the fact that the big fear is the robots essentially being smarter than us, outsmarting us, and the fact that the fear came yeah, to reality? Because, I mean, or the fact that... This it's, wasn't a quick death. Like, in yeah, all honesty, yeah. Nathan got the better end. <laughs> he did. He's just going to sit there in a room right. regretting the dumb And in a way, it goes made. back to your rule. She never really hurt him. She just locked it. Didn't just, say, it's like Batman's rule. Right. Like, yeah. I don't kill people. I just don't save them. He's just fucked. Yes. Like, he, yeah, you're right. Nathan got it way better than Caleb did because yeah. that would suck. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you do? But it totally, yeah. I'm so glad it ended that way. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Yeah. As far as like a happy ending goes now. I and mean, I'm, I watched it with my girlfriend and she's a fan of happy endings. Yes, so like, yeah. So she just felt... So, oh, yeah. And, I think, and every time we watch a movie with an ending like that, I'm like, that's so good. And she's like, it was great, but I hated yeah. the ending. Yeah. And I was like, I don't. yeah, get but that. that's that's kind of the that's point. That's the point. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like it a wants, movie should make you feel... You should get emotional. Yeah, you, like, sh you, you should, should feel be, things. I feel like you should feel like, whoa. It makes you think. Afterwards. Yeah, instead of like, oh, okay. Like, I don't want to feel like that after watching a movie. I want to be, like, whew, taken aback at yeah. least and just be like, oh, my God, okay. And, and then if, you can really appreciate if it. If you watch a movie with, like, a happy ending, I mean, not always, but, like, if it all lines up perfectly and stuff, you're just like, okay, I yeah, saw that, and like, you okay, move on. I, I so, get it. touching back on the similarities with Black Mirror, one of them is the main character is actually in a Black Mirror episode yep. where he plays, plays a robot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, there's a tie-in there. Very and cool. the ending, so Black Mirror began as a British show for two seasons. Netflix mm -hmm. buys it, makes two more seasons. Yep. The first two seasons felt like this, where there were no happy endings. No. And then the Netflix version was like more Americanized. Yeah. They do have happy endings, even when they're touching on some intense issues. Right. And when you bring up Black Mirror, like, yeah, this is, feels like a really long Black Mirror episode mm -hmm. where you're involved with it. Mm -hmm. And the ending, I think, nails it perfectly mm -hmm. in a way where, yeah, she doesn't kill him, but she's just like literally kind of passes by as if you are literally nothing to me. I'm not even going to glance at you. You yeah. were a tool to get me out of yeah. here. Yeah. So this, this also goes back to the bigger budgets because Netflix has a lot more people to please now, and they have so much more money to throw at it than I'm sure Black Mirror originally had. Mm -hmm. And so now... I know, and I think it's less about budget. I think it's more about culture. Well, I, I think, totally agree I think with that, the too. the U.S., like, your girlfriend and my wife want happy endings. Yeah. And because we that's more of a cultural acceptance, British TV shows in general... That's, are that's really interesting true. to watch because they're just like, no, there are no happy endings. Yeah. Or This is how it is. Or it's eight episodes and then they're done forever. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, if it's like, it's oh, if it catches it on, be. like, oh, we'll do seven seasons exactly. out of this in the we'll U.S. Milk it to, yeah, yeah milk as long as hell. possible. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, so one aspect we got to touch on that is just extra gruesome and Black Mirror-like is he's starting to lose his mind for a little bit. Because oh, yeah, the yeah, guy yeah. that brought him here is an alcoholic getting drunk every night, oh, kind of fucking with him. Really wondering. And the robot the feels going more on. real than anything. Yeah. He ends up losing it a little bit in his own room where he he That's wonders if open. he's a robot. Yeah. And he grabs his teeth and then he ends up cutting his arm. And I loved and freaks it. Freaks out a bit. Yes. I love that scene because so much. He cut. He he breaks his razor, cuts his arm. Big gash. Yeah. And they maybe give it about a two-second pause before blood comes out. Yeah. So as a viewer, you're watching it, and you're, you're like, like oh, shit. Yeah. And you're then like, it comes out, and you're like, oh, yeah, I knew it all the time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 
but you're kind of you wonder what he's wondering exactly yeah. because you're What's still going real? through the movie in his character yeah. you're, you're still in his everything position. he's yeah. seen yeah. until that point then it kind of breaks away to where yeah <clears throat> he has some conversations that we don't see with ava mm-hmm. and then does this plan that we don't see yeah uh, right, so that's right, when right, it kind of right. goes to more traditional it. Hollywood storytelling. Yep. Yeah. Then it flips it. Which is great. And I love that the ending where he, cause I kind of foresaw it coming when he was typing the code on the computer and he's like, well, my plan was to type this code. And I was like, he already did that, huh? Nice. And then he's like, I already did that. I'm like, yes. And it's, I love when movies kind of It's just do one that. of those things, like even rewatching it because I question, like at first you want to root for Caleb the entire time. Yeah. You're yeah. taught, you're oh, taught yeah. to. Yeah. So then rewatching it again i have seen it a couple times but rewatching it again specifically this time i was thinking like nathan is the good guy here yes he's he's the one that is doing everything right he knows what's going on so it's like dude be on his side listen to him when instead it makes you want hate nathan and root for caleb it kind of show it kind of wants you to hate nathan when it shows you all these tapes of him like abusing these robots right but then you you step back yeah you step back and you say that's a robot yeah those are doing it it's like if you made something that was like if you're trying to fix your blender and it keeps breaking you smash your blender because you're like nobody's gonna be like hey don't treat the blender that exactly you know like yeah but at what point does it turn Turn a human yeah you give it a face and you give it a voice People are going to sympathize with it. Yep. Yeah. And it was interesting rewatching it in this way where that scene is where they're kind of getting you to, okay, root for Caleb and Ava, mm-hmm. not Nathan. Right. But it's like, what do Nathan's you... just, yeah, he's the one that's just building yeah. something. He's what are smart... you rooting yeah. for? You're rooting for a guy in a robot to exactly. fall in love? And like... then the scene with the robots, like you see them, you know, be treated in this awful way. You sort of feel like Caleb, like there's that robot who like, she's like clawing at the door and yeah. like her arms are like full, like <laughs> yes, coming off. And you're like, oh God. And it's like. But it's like it's a robot. It's a Wait robot. a minute. Yeah, it's like it you know, up. you don't want you that feel, coming after you. You almost feel the same way though, as if someone was like clawing at the door and their arms were bleeding profusely right. and right. stuff like yeah. that. You're like, oh god. Right. Same thing with a robot, and you feel as though Caleb does. Mm-hmm. And and I totally get how it flipped in his mind. It's an interesting perspective. Yeah. yeah. So it definitely plays on the Plato's allegory of the cave concept throughout, mm-hmm. and right. then takes it to this new 21st century level of kind of talking about the difference between like a blender and a robot that looks real. Yeah. And at what point does it shift? Where does that connection come in? And the fact that like, okay, so does intelligence or consciousness have a gender? Mm -hmm. Because what makes that robot female or male other than the sound of the voice and the fake boot, like essentially the the body body it's given. We find out later that he designed this robot to look like the women that he is attracted to, mm-hmm. kind of like the magician using a pretty assistant uh-huh, to distract you from it. what's going on. Yeah. And it 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 plays on this basic narrative of, of Plato's Allegory of the Cave and then adds so many more wrinkles to it along the way that really, in addition to having a not happy ending, as you're rethinking about it, it kind of takes you a couple extra levels. Right. Of, and then it makes you kind of ask yourself, like, what makes somebody human? Yes. What yeah. Makes so what does human? And, and yeah. then what makes it, someone female or male? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's gender. It's sexuality. Like that's what divides us from a blender. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if it was a blender, it's a blender. You're not going to look at it and, and feel for it. Whereas mm-hmm. if you give it a gender and you give it a face, if you give it something that you can connect with. So here's something that we can allude it to just in our like office a, alone. Yeah. I handed out those SD uh, or the thumb drives to everyone, <laughs> but we gave them all names. Yeah. <laughs> we gave one to someone, a client to download footage. We don't get it back. 
You start to you, yeah, because we named it. You start right, to give it a right. It happens but, with everything. But that's something that really does happen, yeah. and we've seen it in war to where you don't name your prisoners. You mm -hmm. give them numbers to right. to disassociate so you yourself. Feel, yeah, exactly. and giving someone a name and then a personality. Yeah, whatever it happens to be, it does. Part of being human is seeking the connection with other humans. Right. Like Caleb was attracted to her there's no mm -hmm. doubt about it yeah. and, and did feel for her started to feel like she was imprisoned and yeah. the smartest person in the world was wrong like he felt like nathan was wrong and it, it, yeah. almost, it comes down to it like the same way i look at it is like alexa you're not gonna feel for an alexa like mm -hmm. if somebody threw it at the wall you wouldn't be like oh my god why are you mistreating that alexa yeah. not only that i've seen it in ways to where you see these robots being mistreated you're like how could you do that right but if you ask alexa to play something it keeps playing the wrong and you thing over and over again you're like god damn you, <laughs> yeah. you cuss and swear right and you turn her and off you start to see yeah. yeah you're like i turn yeah you turn off your robots <laughs> yep. so it's, 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 it's an interesting like what, glimpse 20 that, minutes into the future yeah line? exactly yeah and it's funny yeah. i mean they they it's it's interesting. Where is that line? This was told four years ago, mm -hmm. and it still feels like it's right around the corner. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. if this and was today, it, all, it felt like it, it was will. brand new. That's, that's what I say. Like I think it's timeless. Like it always will feel that way. Yeah, I totally agree. Because so at Rensler's twenty year anniversary, we'll go back at this clip and be like, it, "Is that still like, timeless?" It is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as like our robot walks. Through yeah, the door. Our, like, our, robot, <laughs> our robot films us. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so. MVP of the movie as a whole. I'm going to throw out four categories, but let me know if another one sticks out. I got one. Ava. I mean, I'm throwing her out because she's essentially gets away. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've got Caleb on there. I, I mean, he's in it most of the movie. He's the one that essentially frees the robot, but he pu suffers the punishment. Kiyoki is his robot assistant who essentially frees herself in her own way mm -hmm. uh and then nathan's house which was just the dopest house oh i've ever God, seen yeah. and the dopest location yeah um for me i'm gonna have to give the mvp to nathan's house because when i think about this movie it had been a year since i'd watched it the one thing i remembered was that helicopter ride yep. in in those uh -huh. first kind of entryways in this yeah. house which turns out it was a it's a hotel in norway mm -hmm. yeah that they filmed this in now it's on my bucket list to see now, there yeah yeah that uh, mine ties back into yours my the entire art direction of this movie is the MVP. Yeah. Because the overall look, like you said, the, the where it's at, that sticks with you. Yeah, it's what and you it, think about first when you think of this right, movie later on. Right. It's of how beautiful it was. Beautifully done. And yeah. yeah. I That's mean, my you have MVP, an MVP art direction. That's it. That's you got it. <laughs> I mean Which one? Throw something else out. Yeah, you got it. You got it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. okay. So I really like your second MVP. I really uh, probably probably Kyoku. I nice. thought she was very valuable. Like, yeah, and that you, she kind of, I kind of, I kind of thought that she was a robot. Like, especially the dance scene. What, yeah. What point like, did you like? I, I'm scene. trying to remember the first. The dance scene is when you kind probably of, you know, one that's of the first. Funny because rewatching it, I never even remembered her not being a robot. Really? But I think the first time I saw it was the dance scene when you're like, I feel oh. like and the first like, time yeah. I might have noticed is when he was talking to her and he's, she's like, she doesn't understand you. Don't worry about it. Because she doesn't speak the language, right? Or yeah, she but it, speak pl the it totally language. played off as in like this dude's rich; he can do whatever he wants. I'm sure yeah. he did. I'm sure he, like he did find someone who can't speak English right. just to work. It made yeah, sense. And it played off like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's. A, I'm glad we brought someone that had seen it on the first time because so when, in my when, mind she was just a robot the whole time. So I you noticed when she started new. when when she was the dancing, dancing. I was like, this is just off. Because it was like, weird. He was talking to her, and, she, and he's yeah, like, and no, but she can dance again. Exactly. The whole the whole time there was something off with her, and I knew something with her was going to come back later on. I just didn't know what yet. And then the whole dancing scene, I was like. Like, 
that was literally a command and she responded and so and by the was, way great fucking scene like, also it's, great dancing it, it's a yeah. really weird it's creepy so, it, it's, it's perfect so weird. It, it, was awesome. and it makes you the, like yeah. what is happening for the mood it's perfect yeah it just completely flips the mood of the movie and you're like okay there's something off here yeah, yeah. and that's that that was the moment yeah, that i realized moment. i was like i'm like 80 percent sure that that's a robot so beautiful but yeah and I, so I, I really liked her in the movie i thought she was She's great. Awesome. Good MVP with Joyce. Okay. Uh, before we finish up, any last last topics we didn't touch on or any trivia you wanted to stick out to? Um, I like the fact that it did win an Academy Award for Best VFX. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Root beat out, beat out some big movies, too. Yeah, with it was over a, hundreds of million dollars budgets. Yeah, beat out Mad Max, uh, The Martian, The Revenant, and Star Wars. Yeah. Which Oscar deal. Isaac was in as well. Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah. Very big deal. But very so happy that's a, with it. They were also nominated for Best Writing original screenplay lost the spotlight but yeah good, good to see these guys get get the really Oscar yeah. Yeah. when they deserve them yeah um not well, trying well, to please well, everyone yeah yeah i mean i definitely deserved it mm-hmm. yeah so. i totally agree yeah okay well awesome we'll we'll be back next week with another uh rendition of the renza rewind while we wait for jenny jesse lobel to finish his <laughs> jenny lobel big lobel. hollywood movie i was looking at ava when i'm saying jesse <laughs> uh but everyone thanks for listening we appreciate you guys checking us out um ha thanks for producing if you guys have any movies that we need to go back and rewind please let us know uh shoot us an email no small parts at renzomedia.com or hit us up on instagram no small parts we are available and we will talk to you guys next week guys thanks for joining me for sure this has been another episode of no small parts on the renzo media podcast network peace peace out